This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. What's up, everybody? It's season four. I know. I'm, uh, I can't believe it. It has officially been one year since the pod has started. And so much has changed in that amount of time to put out four seasons in one year. Um, and of course, the next year will look a little different uh, because, as you know, when you start something new and you're being creative, you change and implement different things and try out different things. And I feel like I'm finally in my groove of how I want the show to go. So thank you so much for all of you who have been there since the very beginning. Even if you're just joining, thank you for taking the time to hear my story and all the amazing stories of the people that I bring along with me. And I am truly excited for this season and everything that uh, I feel it's offering. This season is special to me because it is going to, you know, be comprised of all different perspectives in terms of products, services, and nonprofits. Something that I've been seeing lately in the diabetic community is trying to figure out, you know, convenience. Um, I know we have, you know, been trying to fight in the wellness world, this battle of, you know, more whole foods, more um, getting back to nature, more, you know, even uh, growing your own foods. I legit want a homestead one day so I can grow my own stuff. But even so, in the hustle and bustle of life, even if you're, you know, working from home, convenience is still a really important thing. And so I took the time, you know, in my off season to seek out products, services and nonprofits who offer that. Now, the products and services piece are, you know, we have um, guests who have, you know, things to sell on Amazon to things that are actually in stores. And then services are, you know, people who offer, um, you know, either community or assistance and coaching in supporting you and your diabetic journey and being able to find a rhythm that works with you and not against you and doesn't make you have to stop and, and think about your diabetes literally 24-7. I know that it's hard to not do, but, um, you know, I definitely feel like lately my routine is very much a, um, you know, habitual thing. I don't think about it as hard, um, which makes me stress less. Uh, so, you know, things like that. And then nonprofits, because I think it's important to know who is out there doing things for the community and who's out there providing resources and avenues to connect with others. Because if there's anything that I've learned um, since I've started the podcast is that the diabetic community is, is huge now. And, you know, it's a bittersweet thing because obviously um, there are a lot of people who, you know, we didn't have a choice in this, right? And, you know, from coming from like a type two perspective, and understanding that, yes, type two um, has a bit of a slighter advantage and that it is preventable um, to some degree. Now, you know, obviously there's still so much uh, out there to learn about how type two develops. And, you know, especially with the genetic side that, you know, even to this day, I'm kind of wondering, like, even if I did everything right, would I still have ended up here, you know, just with my family history of type two. But even so, there's still a slight edge of being able to get ahead of it. Right. Or even get to a place where like if you're medication based, maybe you're able to manage without medication. Like there's so many variables and and ways of living with this, you know, condition um, that it's good to know 
where you can find resources, where you connect, you know, can connect with people um, or services on doing that. And so I felt like it was really important to provide that and and allow these, uh, I don't want to say allow, like, you know, they need my permission, right? They have bigger platforms than me, but I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to to hear a little bit on the inside, to hear about the process of how some of these products are created or, you know, how these services came about or how these nonprofits were started and to gain insight into how much our community is pushing to create such an inclusive and safe space for us as we're navigating our conditions, you know, in our own individual way. So I am truly thankful uh, to have met such great people this season and to get to share their stories and their amazing product services and, you know, all the like. And I am pretty, pretty excited to jump into um, some of my solo episodes and the things that I've been discovering through my journey um, and things that have shifted for me, as well as things that I felt, you know, people were, were discussing in the community. and to share that back out with you guys and kind of lend my perspective on what I've learned in some of these topics. So one year on the pod, um, I, I still can't believe it. And I'm, I'm really glad that I decided to stick with it. Um, here's to, you know, an amazing second year. Um, I will say that I am still toying with the idea of, you know, if I want to keep it 100% seasonal. I do like the idea of breaks um, and allowing myself and, you know, uh, the people that I'm starting to uh, have involved with the show to have time off as well. (laughs) So for right now, we are going to stay with seasons, but I am, I am thinking about the idea of, you know, getting to a place where I can just release weekly with you guys. Um, So, you know, be sure to hop in the the review section. Like the review section is not just for leaving ratings, um, although a rating does help, but feel free to leave your feedback or you can head to healinginhindsight.com forward slash contact and shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know if you like seasons, if you don't like seasons. Um, I decided to do seasons purely for selfish reasons. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up with that. I want to make sure that I, you know, take care of myself as much as possible. And, you know, Putting the show together is some work. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and sugarcoat it. Uh, no pun intended. But, you know, I still enjoy it and I still want to keep doing it. And it's still pretty much me. Um, I do have some help, obviously, on the audio side. Shout out to dad. Um, but until I'm able to, you know, have uh, a team, if you will, um, I have to think about what's going to be beneficial for me to be able to give you guys the best flow of content, right? So seasons for right now. Um, and it's looking like it's going to be about twice a year. So, so two seasons a year, if we keep on that path. Now, if things change and, and I'm able to get, um, some assistance with all of this and all I really got to do is, uh, just record and, and, you know, uh, a couple of the uh, administrative things, then, there's definitely still a possibility of transitioning into every week. You know, you can expect to hear something. Um, and if there is a break, then it's more so like you don't even know that it's happening, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. We're, we'll season will end right as a holiday season kicks off because um, I'd rather you guys spend more time with your family than listen to me. Um, and then you can expect season five uh, next year. So I. I'm going to shut up now um, 
And well, I guess I should let you know what, you know, today's episode is about, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had an update um, on, you know, everything that's going on and uh, expectations for the following year. And just to say hello and thank you again uh, for all who are listening. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I'm also, you know, sticking with video. So if you're listening, make sure to head over to my YouTube channel in order to watch. Um, I will be honest, I'm not going to be doing, um, you know, IGTV. I liked experimenting with it uh, last uh, season, but I really feel like I just want to focus more on, you know, engagement on Instagram and like doing like short form video content. So yes, reels and things um, are coming. Um, but I really like, you know, YouTube setup, uh, and the ease of being able to post things on YouTube, um, posting on IGTV is, it's a process y'all straight up It is such a process. Um, and so I am just going to yield in understanding that, you know what, that's not, I don't want to spread myself too thin that that's really all I'm trying to get at. You know, when you're uh, pretty much a one woman show for like your marketing and all that stuff like that. It's a lot. So I'm I'm stepping back just a tiny bit to recognize um, where I should put my energy into things. I've been thinking about TikTok. I think TikTok is going to be a thing, but I'm trying to get my flow down with, you know, the short forum video content. Uh, shout out to everybody who does reels and TikTok because I think I'm just more fascinated when I'm watching, like just the creativity that people can do with, you know, 30 second, 60 second videos. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a part of the Vine era. So it's like, you know, it's possible, but it's just like to pack so much into less than 30 seconds. Like how? <laughs> so anyways, um, so all of that is coming. Um, there's just a lot. I, I'm excited and I, I have so many ideas and I'm just trying to um, set myself up in a way that's not going to burn me out, but also is going to be thoughtful to providing, you know, content that you guys want to pay attention to. But the ultimate thing that will always be here is 100% this pod um, because I like sitting here and talking, apparently. No shame in that. <laughs> So today's episode, I really want to dive into um, something that I've been, you know, kind of trying to find my stride with, and I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on this as well, but that's managing the highs and lows of working out, quite literally, like literally. And and the problem that I was facing um, and still smoothing out, just to be honest, is my levels spiking when I'm working out. And it's definitely something that's common that you see in the community of people talking about things. Um, you know, first person that comes to mind, I'm not sure if you guys are following him, but you should, but Dex Gerald, um, he is a type two uh, fitness coach. And I love watching his content on Instagram because not only does he provide uh, really easy workouts that you can do, but he also speaks to, um, you know, the things that can happen. He's even shown during his workouts, like, hey, your your levels will start to get really wonky. Um, and just kind of breaking that down and understanding why a little bit and how to kind of set yourself up for success whenever you want to work out. Because, and you're going to hear me say this throughout the episode, but I actually like to refer to it as joyful movement. Shout out to um, Dr. Dodell, uh, the endocrinologist from last season, who kind of introduced that uh, phrasing to me because 
we all know that working out is something that is just thrown in our face all the time as diabetics, right? But when it's presented in this way of like this tedious chore-like thing to do um, to keep yourself in check, obviously plenty of us don't want to do it, right? And so I like using the phrase joyful movement because I understand that it's something that makes me feel good um, at the core, but it also has this ripple effect of benefits um, in support of my condition, right? So I want us to think about how we should prepare for working out. I want us to think about, you know, feeling confident about doing joyful movement and wanting to um, get our, you know, our blood pumping, things like that. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, optimizing our bodies for our health, I do feel like is important. And it's just all about how we think about it um, and how we rephrase things in our minds. So we're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about some ways that we can, you know, kind of navigate all of this together so that way we can be prepared the next time that we want to hit the gym. If you do like going to the gym, I do like lifting weights, so I'm not sure if anyone else is uh, into that or, you know, how to prepare for when you know you're going to be doing rigorous activity, um, whether that's your joyful movement, whether that's something that you, you know, do in terms of like if you garden, if you just like going for walks, whatever, uh, paddleboarding is huge here in Austin, stuff like that. So how you can prepare, how you can manage and kind of test how you can keep your numbers uh, as best as possible um, in range. So y'all already know how it goes. Let's do it. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglements, though. So let's do it. All right, so ah, joyful movement, working out, exercise, activity, whatever term you want to use. Um, it definitely kind of feels like you're constantly told that the solution to managing your diabetes is just working out. Like how many times have you been told that? Probably... I'm pretty sure just about at every turn, <laughs> whether that's from your doctor, whether that's from groups that you join, whether that's, you know, just casual conversation with people. I've definitely had moments where like, well, what are you doing in terms of working out? And, you know, it's understandable because we hear it from, you know, uh, all different sources and don't get me started on Google. And it's just kind of like this massive you know, neon sign above your head that like you just need to work out. Right. But it is something to take with a grain of salt when we hear it from these different uh, sources, because there is some legitimacy to rigorous activity, to movement, to ensuring that we're getting our hearts, you know, pumping and our blood flowing and all of these things, whether that's, you know, uh, heavy cardio or weightlifting or just, you know, doing some yoga in the park or going for a brisk walk. All of that does hold weight when it comes to managing your condition. However, 
I think we have to reframe how we think about it. And so that's why I say the phrase joyful movement, right? Um, because if you believe in having fun with what you're doing, you're not going to be so much focused on like, oh my God, I need to, you know, hit 50 million reps or I need to, you know, uh, walk this many miles or I need to, to do this checkmark thing in order to manage my condition. I feel like the more that we look at movement in a space of like, you know, I just want to feel good. I think of dancing a lot of times, excuse me, in that regard, because, you know, you're not thinking about it. Now, obviously I'm not talking about like choreographed dancing, which I still find fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, but just when you turn on some music and you just start moving just because you feel the music and you're enjoying it, like you can have that same feeling and other types of movement. And so the challenge is finding what is that? What is the, you know, thing that lights me up when I'm moving? And the more that you lean into the things that make you feel good, the more you're going to want to do it. Um, now, are there phases where, you know, you just aren't feeling it? Sure. So for example, I got an Oculus. And if you don't know what an Oculus is, it's a virtual reality headset. And you know, I'm a nerd, I'm a gamer. So, you know, anything that gives me a game-like element, um, I'm usually perking my ears up to. And even better, it submerges me into this game-like element. And you know, you know that you are wearing a headset, you know that all of this that you're seeing is virtual reality and it's not real, but at the same time, because of the illusion aspect that's, you know, literally going through your eyes, like it's like, I can't help, my senses can't help but react to that this is kind of real. Um, the first time that I did VR was during um, South by Southwest, which I, you know, it's so weird to not really have happening because of the pandemic and everything. Um, but I went to a, uh, they have like, like different companies who uh, put on events during South by, sometimes they'll have what they call houses. So like Spotify house, um, Pandora house, you know, those kind of things, right? So Dell had a house <laughs> and they were showcasing uh, VR, you know, equipment and games. And so I did the Spider-Man VR game. And this was probably like 2018, 2017, 2018, one of those. And I'm standing on a crane, right? Because we all know Spidey can get anywhere, basically, especially heights. He just loves heights. And I know that I'm standing on top of a crane, but I'm also standing in the middle of this huge, like they have this huge warehouse thing that they used. Um, and that I'm not in New York. <laughs> I'm clearly in Texas, but it felt so real because of the visual aspect. And so I was scrolling through Instagram and, you know, them ads are real. And uh, I had been thinking about what do I want my joyful movement to be? Because I wasn't fully on board with going back to the gym. And even still going to the gym is still somewhat of an overwhelming experience for me because I don't I like, I freeze up. I don't know what to do. There's so many options. It's overwhelming. And I'm just like, what should I do? I'll just get on the treadmill. Like that is legitimately my go-to is getting on the treadmill. So I, you know, and even with weights, like I have a, you know, PDF file or in, in an app of like a weight routine that I want to get behind. Right. But even so, when you show up, 
and you find these fitness guides, like you have to hope that that location has the machines that you need. And sure, some of them will have alternatives, but even as a woman still, like it's hard when you want to do heavy weights and you walk in and there's just all these muscle bound dudes that are there. And I, I know that they ain't checking for me y'all. Like I get a lot of people in the gym and, and if anybody is like me, please hear me when I say this, they're not thinking about us. Okay. They're not thinking about us. And I know like, especially sometimes we don't want to deal with like possibly getting hit on and things like that. But I just really have to go in with the mindset of like, literally nobody's paying attention to me. Everybody's trying to get their workout in. And God forbid, if somebody were to try to step to me, you know, I, I know how to deal with that and, and keep it moving. Right. But for the most part, and especially with everything that went on the last year, everybody's just trying to do their thing. Right. But it's still intimidating. And especially when you come up on machines and you're just like, okay, how do I set myself up for this? Right. Cause they don't really teach you that. They just show them doing the movement. So I'm trying to figure out what is going to work for me. So this app supernatural pops up and it not only provides, um, kind of a cardio experience, but there's a bit of like body weight, with it, you're doing a lot of squats and lunges um, on top of using your, um, you know, the handset to uh, have, they have basically these bats and you're hitting balloons. Um, and before you knock it, like I suggest you try it because I definitely take that headset off and I'd be sweating y'all like deep drenched. Sweat. <laughs> so, you know, I saw it and I was like, okay, um, I don't really have to leave my house. I don't need like, uh, you know, a bunch of space, basically, like, you know, um, I don't really have a lot of room in my current space for machinery, because I, I wanted to actually get a treadmill at one point, I even thought about the whole Peloton thing. And then I was seeing all these really cool, like, um, you know, resistance band weight, like machines, or not machines, but like contraptions, whatever. Um, but I just I just couldn't deal with like, okay, I need to figure out where to put it. Um, and I would prefer to be out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Like, you know, and then now I got to think about making space for it and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm getting to a point, um, in my setup where I can start to have that, but what can I do in the meantime? That's going to also kind of be a little distracting for me that I'm not going to be thinking about how much longer do I have before this is over. Right. So supernatural came up. And I dug into it and it's only like $10 a month. So it's still pretty much cheaper than the gym I was attending. It was like only 20 bucks, but even still saving $10. Um, now the VR headset is pricey, but I found um, a site, I think it was Abunda.com that lets you break it up into payments, into like four payments. So I did that and um, yeah, I loved it. It, it, gamifies it and there's other games too beat saber is a big one that a lot of people know um there's a star wars game where you're like fighting against darth vader and yes i get to live out my jedi fantasies absolutely so i found my joyful movement right now i've been you know i, I don't even want to say hustling because i'm trying to get out of my own mentality like deep hustle culture right whole nother story. But, you know, I've been, I've been on the move. I've been trying to get things done and putting in a lot of work. So I, it has been sitting collecting dust a little bit because I've just been, you know, trying to get as much done in, in collaboration of things. And I've got other ventures that I'm working on. Right. But even so I went solid for a good couple of months and I'm checking my numbers and <laughs> they, it was going high. 
And I couldn't understand. I think I got like to like 190 at one point. I was like, what? Like, I'm, you know, I'm getting the the heart rate in. I'm, you know, wearing my watch and and the Oculus, you can actually set um calorie and movement goals if you want of like how, you know, how uh, how much time you want to spend in it, right? You literally just look up and it's this little bar. It's it's cool. But I'm trying to understand why my CGM is going off about me going high, right? And the other thing that I, you know, was dealing with is like, I typically work out uh, on an empty stomach because I've, I've never had a really good reaction to eating beforehand. Um, now, obviously, you know, when I was going like in the afternoons or after work, like obviously I've got food on my stomach. Um, but mornings to me are usually my preferred time because I like to get it over with. I don't know about you guys, but thinking about going to the gym after work, after I've had a long day and I haven't found that rhythm of like working out being a release for me. So I want to get it over with. So that way when I get off work, I can go home or I mean, now I'm, already home, but you get it. You get what I'm getting at. So I really was trying to understand this. I was trying to understand why I was going high, why I was going low. And I realized that I just kind of needed to just to, to scale back a bit and just think through a, a couple of factors before I just like dove in, because that's what I did. I just dove in. I didn't really think about how to set myself up for success. So that leads me to like my first kind of tip on, you know, dealing with the highs and lows of working out is think about, you know, do you want to work out in the, in the mornings? What are your morning numbers like, right? Because we all know that some type of, you know, movement can help to lower your numbers a little bit. You know, I've, I've heard people like, Hey, take, make sure you take a brisk walk, um, after you eat or something like that. Right. Um, you know, if, if you have the tendency to go high in the mornings, you know, that that's, falls right into, hey, a morning workout might help with that, right? So, you know, is is a morning workout for you? Um, Are your morning numbers lining up with that? And should you eat before or after? And apply that to any other time. Okay, maybe you don't like working in the morning. Okay, is an afternoon evening workout for you? Um, Makes sense because you've been eating throughout the day. What are your numbers looking like around the time that you want to go? And do you need to have a snack or eat, you know, before or after? Whatever. Um, it's going to require some experimenting, but I think it's important to find, you know, kind of like figuring out your, your movement circadian rhythm, if you will, you know, of what's going to be best for you. What's going to align with your schedule? Um, what's going to, uh, put you in a, in a most productive space, if you will, um, when you're going to go into it, if you're really low in the mornings, right. Then, but you still want to work out in the mornings because it's the best thing for your schedule. Then you might need to add in some time to factor in having some food before you go and, you know, giving yourself 30 minutes so you're not potentially throwing it up while you're doing your thing. Um, That happens. Um, So, you know, these are the things to think about. That would be like my first tip is find a time that's convenient for your schedule. Take note of your levels at that time. And, you know, really decide if you need to have something before or after for my insulin dependent folks, um, you know, that's figuring out 
what your, uh, you know, insulin intake is going to be before or after uh, if you do decide to eat all of that kind of stuff. So you can all balance out um, not going too low if you do need to eat beforehand um, and, you know, things like that. I, I, I can only speak to so much of it because I'm not fully familiar with it. But, you know, however you manage your diabetes, um, find out what that's going to look like once you laid out what you're going to do in terms of when, um, what your numbers are looking like and if you need food or not. Um, so once you figure that out, I decided to stick with mornings because it is honestly the most optimal time for me. I'm up fairly early. Um, and I typically am higher um, now I'm still in range a lot of the times. So, you know, my first, um, you know, now that I have my CGM, it's been a lot easier. Um, so I've still noticed that I'm a little bit higher in the mornings, not like drastically high, like I used to be. I did have a phase though, um, where I was like crazy high through the night, but that's from like late night eating and like, which I'm going to do a whole nother episode on is like how I've, got over the hump of managing my levels when I'm working late or doing things late, things like that. So another episode for another day. Um, but I figured, okay. And I do, you know, deal with feet to the floor where when you get up, your, your sugar just rises <laughs> for no reason. I've had nothing in my stomach. Um, so working on the mornings just makes sense for me. It's the most optimal for time. I'm tipping a little, typically a little bit higher in the mornings. And so the, uh, the activity can help me bring it down a bit. Um, and I, I never feel the need to eat, um, in the morning. Like it just, it's never been a, a necessity, a necessity for me. Um, so, you know, after deciding to test this out, right. And like I said earlier, I, I get the VR and I'm doing my thing and, you know, my endocrinologist at the time, uh, you know, if you heard last season about my <laughs> interaction with that, he was like, you need to do some more cardio. How many times have we heard that, right? So I'm like, okay, doc, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm, I'm a, you know, stop doing this thing where I like roll my eyes and move on and do whatever I want to do because I did that for a while. And it's like, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. Let me say that I did it. So that way, when asking, like, I tried it, didn't work, right? <laughs> and so, sure enough, I'm doing it. I feel good, right? I, I'm not gonna deny that I, you know, I felt good. Um, the one thing that I like about Supernatural is they use, you know, music that we're familiar with. So there's a whole female rappers workout where it's like Nikki, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, like uh, who else? Oh my god, my mind just went blank. Cardi B, like 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 all the like upbeat, you know, kind of uh, female rapper stuff, and I love it, right? Women empowerment, and it's black women. Come on, let's do it, you know. So I loved it. I loved it because I was more vibing to the music and I'm, you know, hitting these balloons and it's like a game. So like I'm, you know, trying to hit everyone that I can and, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. So I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, yeah, I feel good. I'm all sweaty. Woo. And I, I scan myself and I'm like 190. And I'm like, what in the shit is going on? I'm doing the thing. I'm doing the thing. I don't understand. And so I, I thought, okay, maybe it's a one-off, right? you know, and, sh and, you know, it eventually did come down before, uh, I went into breakfast. Cause I felt, I actually felt nervous about eating and I was already high, right. Which is a whole nother Avenue that we'll have to explore at a later point. But I, I, I felt a little defeated. I was like, 
I, I was doing, I was like, okay, it's a one-off. I'm gonna come down. It's fine. Let me get my shower. Let me, you know, get ready for the day. And then I'll, you know, drink some coffee and, and flow into my morning breakfast, whatever. Um, which I know I'll, I'll even, you know, whenever I put my breakfast together, I make sure I, I try to have, um, the, um, you know, group of making sure I have a protein, making sure I have a little bit of fat, um, some good fiber. Um, and, um, you know, if I, if I have something carby, cool. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, going crazy with it. Right. So, you know, I'm doing that and, um, it evens itself out, comes down all that stuff like that. And I stay pretty even throughout the day. So I'm like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow will be different. Um, I'll, it, it did set me up to like really be thoughtful about my meals throughout the day. So that way, when I went into sleep and took my meds and everything, I could come out on top in the mornings. Right. And it happened again. It happened all that week where I was high. I even sent a picture, you know, I, th I think I posted a picture of it. And, you know, one of my guests uh, from last season, uh, Diabetes Bay, she was like, you know, it's sometimes it just happens. So I was like, why is that? There has to be something. There has to be something to, you know, make it make sense. Right. So I did some research and I'm going to refer to my notes over here. Um, and from what I've learned, you know, it's about how hard you're going. Right. So sometimes when you are doing a really intense workout, your muscles have a hard time using insulin. Didn't know that. Um, and it's temporary. Right. Um, so if you notice that you're spiking. It might mean that you're going a little too hard. Right. It might mean that the intensity of what you're doing might need to come down a bit. Um, and it it makes sense to me because when you think about uh, heart rate workouts. I remember um, a trainer once that I worked with was like, yeah, we want to keep your heart rate like 130 ish. Right. Um, that's going to be your your burning zone. That's going to be the zone where like you're going to start to to. um really get that fat burning going. Uh, if you go too high from that, you know, you're going to feel like your heart's popping out of your chest. You don't really need to go more hard than that. And as you build more stamina, then, you know, your body will adjust and that, that will allow you to kind of do more and more stuff. Um, and that range was like walking on the treadmill, at like a three to 3.5, which is like a brisk walk. It's not even a run, right? It's kind of the same with any other workout that you're doing. So I'm doing this crazy high cardio workout. And I don't, I know that first week I didn't really pay attention to my heart rate like that. Uh, but when I did, it was going, it was pounding, right? And not that it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just at that particular moment, muscles couldn't do anything with the insulin in order to get the energy that I needed to keep going. Um, so I learned, you know, maybe do a, a more milder level, right? Um, and sometimes, you know, it's more of a, a slow and steady longer term that you see more evenness, right? So like HIT workouts, um, sometimes it's like spike even, spike even, right? Um, weights though. When I was, you know, I did eventually make my way back to the gym. But when I started doing weights, because I was doing more slow um, and thoughtful movements in terms of like doing each set, you know, your heart rate does go up, but it doesn't go up to the same intensity that it does with cardio. 
So I saw my numbers stay pretty level. Um, I don't know. And for some people, it's the reverse. For some folks, the cardio's going and and you're dropping, right? But if you do something, you know, more uh, intense like weights, it might stay even or even start to spike a little bit. Everybody's different. So you have to kind of just keep track to know how you react to certain types of, of exercise. And the other thing that I just realized to do is if I need to take a rest, take a rest to like let myself kind of even out. So I'm not spiking myself too high because at the end of the day, when you do go super high or super low consistently, like it can, it, it doesn't feel great, right? Like it never feels great. Um, hey y'all. So really quick, I just had to pause to talk to you about a service that I've actually been using for a couple of months now. And that service is 9am health. And 9am health is a virtual diabetes clinic that has pretty much everything that you need, which makes it so easy to manage without having to leave my house. I'm talking A1C labs done from home. I'm talking medication shipped directly to your house. I'm talking having your own diabetes care specialist who's educated in nutrition and diabetes care, who helps you with all of the little things that go in between management, things like helping with food or lifestyle changes or changing certain habits. They will support you in all of that. Or if you just need somebody to talk to you because it's one of those burnout weeks, right? So 9am Health has been super great and it's made my life a lot easier especially because it's so cheap. I don't even have to use insurance. It is so much cheaper than what I was paying with insurance. So I'm really grateful for 9am Health and everything that they're providing in order to make someone like myself have an easier time with diabetes care management because we all know it can be really challenging, but to know that I can text, call, or send them a message on the online app in order to get support, whether that's, hey, I don't know how my medication is going or, hey, I really need to talk to somebody because it's just, I just don't want a diabetes today or being able to work with my diabetes care specialist on some of the mental blocks that I might have. It makes such a different experience because I'm being met where I'm at. And I don't know about you, but trying to take off time from work to go to the doctor, having to sit in the waiting room for 30 minutes only to meet with your doctor for five, it's just such an archaic experience, and I really feel that 9am Health changes all of that. So would love for you to try it out. Visit 9am.health to learn more or click the link in the show notes and tell them I sent you. So just take notice of how you react to different forms of working out. And of course, always, always, always keep snacks on you. Always, always, always keep snacks on you. Um, so... I'm curious, like, let me know, do you guys experience that? Like, do you go high or low when you're doing your joyful movement and what type of exercise that you're doing? Like, definitely leave me a comment or, you know, leave a review if you're listening um, of what you experience when you work out, because I think it's really fascinating. And, you know, it just lends it to the understanding that we're all so different and our diabetes management is also different. So for me, doing a bunch of heavy cardio spikes the hell out of me. Not to say that it doesn't it doesn't have use. And I still have to watch myself even when I'm just using my Oculus for fun. Right. But I also recognize that, Hey, you know, even though my doctor said I need to do a crap ton of cardio resistance training is more my speed. And 
I'm more even when I'm doing resistance training than I am when I'm doing cardio. Cool. Maybe I'll do like a brisk something, you know, or a moderate level something once or twice a week. But for the most part, you know, resistance training is more, more my, my go ahead. So now I get to figure out how I can incorporate more either if, if that's body weight exercises or, you know, finding some type of uh, resistance bands that I can do. Um, and maybe even do that with my Oculus. I mean, they're coming up with so much stuff for it. Like it's insane. So I now kind of know where I need to go with that. So let me know what your, what your reactions have been, uh, to working out. So the last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on is, you know, you've got your routine going, you've kind of figured out what type of movement works best for you, whether that's really rigorous, whether that's slow and steady, um, whatever it is. And, you know, you're pacing yourself um, and it's helping you out and you're helping your insulin sensitivity because, you know, when you do have movement and you start to reduce some of the fat and you start to build muscle, it definitely helps your insulin sensitivity, right? So you are, are, you found your stride, right? That's all I'm getting at. You found your stride. But if you're someone like myself, where you really are trying to optimize your body and allow it to be at its peak, um, supplements typically pop up, right? Workout supplements. Um, I am not the most energetic in the mornings. My, um, you know, sleep cycle is to be up really early because that's what I did for you know, years and years of, you know, working in the corporate world. So me popping awake at five, five thirty in the morning is normal, even before my alarm. And it's funny because, you know, since I, uh, I still struggle to sleep completely through the night. Um, when I was diagnosed, I had the same similar symptoms, a sticky dry mouth, peeing all the time, whatever. And so I was always getting up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Never feels like clockwork. So between about 3 and 5.30 in the morning, I have my daily pee break. Like, no joke. <laughs> it, it never fails. Sometime between those hours, I'm going to the bathroom. And more recently, it's been closer to 5, which I appreciate because then at that point, it's just like I might as well stay awake and start doing stuff, get ready to work out, whatever, plan my day, all this stuff. I do like to have um, the early hours of the morning to myself. And then I start working on um, the show and other things um, around that, like, you know, 10 a.m. kind of marker. So I realized that, you know, pre-workouts, are really helpful to me. But I literally have two jars of pre-workout right now that has been sitting for, oh, it's been a year now. Ooh, it's probably, well, one's not even opened, but the other one's probably, I probably should just throw it out. Um, but I just did not react well to it. Um, it was icky sweet. Like, and you know, I don't want to put, like, I'm not trying to down a gallon of water just to like, dispel the, you know, the, um, the taste, you know, thin out the taste. Um, and so like on top of that, cause I usually go for like a fruit punch, you know, like a juice kind of flavor. I don't, I don't usually like, um, singular flavors unless it's like really tasty. Right. So it made my lips tingle 
almost like I was having an allergic reaction. And I've only had two in my life. Um, but yeah, it was it was like really tingly and it kind of freaked me out. And my arms felt itchy. And I've heard of these types of reactions um, with people who use pre-workout. Like it's just something about how much stimulant is in it. Like it just it just sets it off. And after like three uses to make sure like it was just this and, I, you know, I also like wasn't having a reaction to it. Um, I had to stop taking it. But I'm not really a big black coffee person and I don't me and caffeine have a love hate relationship. So it was just kind of like. Well, if I'm going to get up in the morning, I, I need a pick me up. I need something that's going to help me be energized to do this workout. It's just not in me to like raw energy by myself to do it. Um, it's also not a deep habit for me to to just get up and do it, you know. Um, and then also protein powder. Um, I do not get enough protein in the day. I really don't. <laughs> and it, it's kind of shocking. Um, so and I like protein shakes. I, I really do. So it's like, OK, that's something else that I want to like incorporate. Um, and then BCAA powder to help with hydration and recovery. I actually really love um, BCAA powder. And any time that I've especially with weight training that I've incorporated that into my day to day, you know, nutrition and whatever, um, I feel so much better. I'm more willing to hit the weights because I don't feel all stiff and achy. And, you know, you know, when you do a really hard, you know, body weight workout or weight work workout, and it's been a while and, you know, that the next couple of days, because sometimes for me, my soreness is delayed. So I don't always immediately feel sore the next day. It, it'll be like the second or third day after, right? And you wake up and you can't move. Like you, you just stuck, right? So like BCAAs, the minute that I make sure that that's back into my routine, I'm fine because it's really helping with my muscle recovery um, and hydration. But you're always finding stuff that is just sickly sweet or it has a bunch of crap in it. And so um, supplements is definitely something that, you know, I know a lot of people want to get into um, or try to incorporate when they're working out, even as diabetics. And so, of course, you want to give your body the best you know, recovery options and, and nutritional things to aid that, right? Um, so my last kind of little thing to touch on when you're dealing with, you know, trying to adjust to working out and trying to uh, find your joyful movement, but not go all the way up and down and you want to aid in your recovery and kind of take it to the next level to optimize your workouts, right? Just research before you buy. And I know that that can be a little bit tedious, but I promise you it's helpful in the long run because there's nothing worse than walking into a GNC vitamin shop, whatever your local um, nutritional supplement place is, and you're overwhelmed by the amount of options, right? So research the company that you're thinking about buying from, or if you're, especially if you're buying off of Amazon. Um, Think about the types of supplements that you want to invest in. I know for me, I already take enough pills. If it's a pill form, I'm not doing it. It usually needs to be a drinkable form of some kind because I'm I'm constantly drinking throughout the day, like hands down. I, I probably should just switch to drinkable meals because <laughs> I just, you know, I, I always have something, right? Um, so research the company. If you do have a local uh, supplement shop, uh, ask the people that work there. A, you'll find out if they really know what they're talking about, right? Um, and B, a lot of times I found they really do 
um, and you can have them cut out the noise, right? Because I've definitely gone into a GNC before and I was like, I need a protein powder and I need a BCAA. I am a diabetic, so I need to be very clear about that. I I need all the all the excess crap out of it, like, you know? And so um, he got me, now it was GNC branded, um, but he was honest about it. He was like, hey, depending on your budget, um, this brand of BCAA, which is the GNC one, but I can attest it's good. It's no sugar. I looked at the ingredients. Eh, it was subpar. It was, it was enough, right? I, when I was taking it, I wasn't spiking crazy. Um, and then same thing with protein powder. Um, I used to be a Lifetime Fitness member, and I really like their protein powder, um, their Isolate Way. Uh, I still have some, but I'm going to need some more soon, and I would like to try some other options. But anyways, you know, talk to them about the ingredients. And if you see ingredients that you don't understand, ask them, do you know what this is? Because there are a lot of other, you know, ingredients in workout supplements that are actually like, okay, but because the name is wonky and, you know, when we've been taught about labels, like if you can't understand, if you can't read it, like it don't need to be in there. Right. So it's just like, how do I differentiate? So ask them, what is this? What is that? Pull my phone out. What is this? What is that? You know, research it. Um, so that way, when you do decide to invest, you know that what you're putting into yourself is going to be helpful and not harmful um, and isn't going to send you on a crazy spike. So I know it was a lot. And I normally don't uh, like to do hour long <laughs> episodes uh, when it's solo, but because it's the first episode of the season, I just really felt, you know, strong in my heart to like deep dive into this because this is one of the biggest things that I've seen people um, run into walls with. And I've personally been dealing with this myself of like, I know I should move a little bit more. I know that I should find something that makes me feel good when I'm moving. But it can be disheartening when you, you know, do your your uh, your blood check or you scan your CGM and your numbers are like, mm. and everybody's telling you, oh, you need to move, you need to move, you need to move. So I get it. And so hopefully this helps. So, you know, start with a time that's convenient to your schedule, right? Check your levels or take note of your levels during that time of day, because that's going to be a good starting point to learn or, you know, figure out, do I need to eat or not? Um, for sure, always keep snacks on you no matter what. So that way, um, if you tend to go low, um, you know, I know plenty of people who they'll like keep crackers on them, uh, and they'll like do a set, a couple sets and they'll rest for a few minutes. They'll eat a couple crackers down some water, walk around, whatever, and then they'll go back into it. Right. Um, or juice. Right. Um, and then ease into your workouts. Okay. Don't immediately go beast mode when you start back, because like you said, um, or like, like I said earlier, uh, it seems that your muscles <laughs> tend to have trouble using insulin whenever you are going super hard because your muscles are just so activated. They can't, they can't take the time to utilize it. Now, for sure, check into this yourself. Um, always do your research. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional in kinesiology and in the terms of the body, but this is just based off of things that I've, you know, learned and talked to other people about and done research on myself um, because it is different for everybody. Like I said, I tend to go high. I know some people tend to go low. So check it out for yourself. But regardless, I do think it's important to ease into your workout. Um, that helps to prevent injury. That helps to make it easier on recovery and just to get back into it because 
I've definitely done it where I've gone hard like the first week or two and I'm so burnt out and I'm so sore and I'm so out of it because I didn't pace myself that I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to skip today. Let's just let's just not, you know, so ease into it. Right. And experiment with what types of movement react to your numbers. Right. Um, And then. If you want to venture into supplements, if you want to take it to the next level to, you know, help with recovery, to give yourself a bit of an energy boost to uh, optimize your muscle build. Um, And I don't mean muscle build like bodybuilders, especially to my ladies. Like, please don't be afraid of weights. Please don't be afraid of like um, anything that's going to benefit your muscle. It does not mean that you are going to be bulking um, necessarily. It's just supporting uh, your muscles. Because remember, the more muscle that you have, the more fat that you burn and the more insulin sensitivity that you have. Just saying. So you don't have to be, you know, She-Hulk. It's, you don't have to. Like, you would have to put in, honestly, a lot of effort to be super bulky like that, right? So another day to really deep dive into that. But if you're going to go into supplements, do your research, ask to ensure, you know, the ingredients and things are not going to affect your levels. Um, And, you know, the cleaner, the better, right? Because like I said, I got a pre-workout sitting up there and it, no, you know, and I do, I do know GNC does this um, vitamin shop and other supplement shops. I don't know, but GNC usually will allow you, depending on what products they have, you know, they're promoting or whatever. Sometimes they'll let you taste test them. So keep that in mind. I know the BCA that I ended up uh, buying at the time, this was like a year ago, um, he was able to let me taste it so I could be on board with the taste. And um, I actually sat there for a minute and then I tested when I still had my, my other glucometer. Um, I tested myself. I was like, are you going to be weird if I like pick, prick my finger? He's like, no, I get it. So, you know, I did that um, to see if I was going to get a spike because you know, a lot of things that say no sugar don't necessarily mean it won't spike you. Like, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So things to think about, you know, working out can definitely benefit you. Um, I would like, I would suggest thinking of it in terms of joyful movement, like I said earlier. Um, You know, incorporating movement that makes you feel good is going to make you want to do more. It's going to set you up for success, honestly, Um, whether that's at the beginning of the day, middle of your day, or end of your day. Um, you know, it's not about dropping a bunch of weight. It is 100% about optimizing your body and your health. Um, so keep that in mind when you are venturing, you know, back into working out or if you're just starting, whatever. Um, don't think of it as I'm doing this because I need to drop a bunch of weight because everybody around me says I need to drop a bunch of weight. No. Think about your health. This helps my health and I'm going to do movement that I feel good about Um, because when I feel good about it, I'm going to want to do more about it, which just ripples effect into, you know, all other areas of your journey. So let me know what your joyful movement is. I am always open to, uh, the different types of movement that people are doing. Um, I really want to find a way to get back into yoga again. Um, I've been having some back issues, so, 
Uh, thankfully, I'm getting into a chiropractor's office just to make sure I'm good there. Um, so that way I can get back into, you know, uh, either yoga or Pilates. I actually used to do Pilates a lot and it made me feel so good and lean and just stretched out and all those things. So find something that you like and let me know what it is that you enjoy doing. Let me know in the comments um, if you are watching on YouTube or, you know, let me know in a review. Uh, if you're listening, I want to know the different types of movements that y'all are doing that you really enjoy. And hey, maybe I will try it out for myself and let you know. So. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I know it's, again, a longer one. Normally, I uh, keep it pretty short and sweet. Uh, but since it's the first episode, I wanted to catch up with you guys. Thank you guys. And just share what I've been dealing with when it comes to trying to get moving. Which brings me to what you can expect for our first guest of the season. So I mentioned working out and supplements for a reason because our upcoming guest is going to talk with us about not only a quality supplement line of things to help you through your workout that does not spike you, that is built with diabetics in mind. Um, and I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear how you can get your hands on these products and use them and the story of its creators. So make sure you stay tuned this week. Um, of course, you can follow the show on all of the social platforms. Um, well, I say all, oh, and there's like so many now. So on these specific social platforms, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or on YouTube if you would like to watch uh, the show. And, you know, of course, uh, you can always listen on, okay, for sure, all of the podcast uh, things, because there's so many, but thank God for, for a hosting platform that pushes it out to all the things. But, you know, the mains, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, um, and all the other friends uh, in the podcasting platform world, it's all out there. Of course, my biggest ask, if you really want to support the show for free, follow the show on Instagram. And if you have two minutes of your time, Apple Podcasts review or podchaser.com. Um, if you do not have an Apple account, you can head over to podchaser.com. You can search for Healing in Hindsight and you can leave a review there as well. I check it regularly and I want to hear your thoughts on how the show is going, um, things that you'd like to hear, you know, people that you'd like to hear from. And so it also helps for people to find me, to know that, you know, this community is here, to know that there's, um, myself and others out here who are trying to, you know, showcase that being a diabetic is not the end of the world and that you can thrive and enjoy life just as much as anybody else. So be honest. I promise you won't hurt my feelings. If, you know, you're not feeling something, you're not vibing with something, or you just want to hear something, this, you know, um, this is a two-way street. So I'm going to sit here and, and talk my shit and say what I got to say um, until somebody says we want to hear something different. <laughs> so let me know. Apple Podcasts, leave a rating. Um, and if you're willing to leave, you know, a note uh, in the review, that would be great. Same thing with podchaser.com. And if you do leave a review, I would love to thank you personally. So please drop your Instagram handle. So that way I can reach out to you and say thank you for uh, leaving your thoughts and maybe even have a dialogue about how I can make the show better for you guys. So 
of course, guys, you know me. I am Taylor Danielle. And you can also follow my uh, personal Instagram at just taylordanielle.com. That's Danielle with one L, D-A-N-I-E-L-E. Until then, guys, thank you so much for being here. And again, so excited for season four. We are one year into the pod and I'm excited for many more years to come. Um, you know, it's it's an amazing journey and to share, you know, my personal story and the stories of others and thriving with diabetes is such a blessing. And I'm so grateful to be able to do this with all of you. You already know every Tuesday and Thursday this season is when you can expect a new episode with myself or myself and a friend. So until then, I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.